the thing the question that bothered me the most was will i will i ever get to live that's what was going through my mind and i thought if i keep following this route i don't think i will hi everybody welcome to coffee with robert the very first of season three it's been a while i'm glad to be back We've got a very very special guest today a chap called joe barnes i'm actually reading his book right now he's got two books currently out on Amazon. I'm going to make sure, because I've got the first one, do the work you love and escape the system. Um, I'm going through escape the system at the moment, thoroughly enjoyed it, and uh, got to know Joe a little bit recently. Thoroughly fascinating chap, and I wanted to invite him on the show because I think there's an awful lot of value you can get from a conversation with Joe. So welcome, Joe. Thanks for Thank coming on the show. Well, thanks for having me, Robert. That's all right. No, it's an absolute pleasure. Listen, we normally start off, I normally start off by asking all guests, if you could just sort of tell us a little bit about who you are, where you came from, and what brought you to the point at which we're talking to you right now? I guess the relevance of my story in terms of writing books probably began around the time I was at university, where I got uh, really fed up with uh, academic study, following the conventional path, I could see that what lay before me, uh, both at university and beyond, was, was a life where I would constantly be chasing. You know, the carrot was constantly being dangled in front of me. And as soon as I got to within reach of it, it was then moved once again. You know, then I would have to get, so once I got my degree, I'd then have to get a promotion and another one, and then I'd be chasing retirement. And the thing, the question that bothered me the most was, will I, will I ever get to live? That's what was going through my mind. And I thought, if I keep following this route, I don't think I will. So that's, that's where I, even though I completed my degree and finished my studies, I mentally checked out from the system. And I sort of made a decision, although it took me a few years to realize what I was gonna do. And it took me a few years to come to that decision um, that I was going to follow, try and create my own path, whatever that meant at the time, I didn't really know, but I was, I was pretty determined not to uh, follow the system's path. It takes a lot of courage. There's an awful lot of peer pressure that comes with that, isn't there? And, and it's, I mean, you allude to this a lot. You more than allude to it, you dig in deep in Escape the System when you're talking about all the pressures there is to, to kind of conform to this external system that we're all conditioned to accept as the norm as, as, as we grow up. And it does, it does take an awful lot of courage to take us a, a kind of stand like that and say, you know what, I don't want to do it this way. I, I want to live life on my terms because people that, perhaps even the people closest to you that love you the most will actually not help because they they will want what they think is the best for you based on their own fears and inhibitions about the way the world works and what's possible for people. I mean, did you find a lot of that sort of resistance in your own family or amongst your own friends? Yeah, that's true. I mean, by this stage, I kind of rather unfortunately cut myself off from a lot of people. So I didn't actually have any friends at university. So it wasn't as if I had to, you know, I was going against some, my peer group because I simply, I just isolated myself rightly or wrongly at the time. 
Um, so that wasn't there. Obviously, I had the thought that this is what people my age are doing. They are getting their degree. They're getting well-paid jobs, some of them. Maybe I should be doing this. Um, and with the parents, my parents supported me, but they, did, they didn't understand me. They didn't understand why. I don't think they still do to this day. Didn't understand why I felt compelled to follow the path or try to create my my own path that I that I was doing at the time. So so yes, there was I wouldn't say there was well, arguments, but there was definitely the pressure. This this is what you should be doing, or your ideas and your plans simply aren't going to work. They're not going to make you enough money. Um, you know what what are they going to what are they going to lead to? What is at the time my idea was to be a hypnotherapist. You know, what is that going to lead to some weird obscure career and also if I mentioned plans about becoming an author well the response was well there's so few authors who ever get published you can't make any money through selling books so that was always the um, that was always the uh, response I got from them and not just them the few other people that I told my ideas to that was usually how they were responded to so which that that then creates the worst thing you can do is start to believe that because then that creates you create your own doubts in your mind mm. and you're not just fighting their words you're then fighting your own thoughts and that's that is that definitely held me back at the start yeah do you know what i really resonate with this because um we spoke briefly before about this but i used to be in the in, in the in the music industry and and was quite successful in the end, uh, traveled worldwide, played to big audiences, made albums, all of this sort of stuff. I had the very same thing, though. You can imagine when, you know, what do you, what do you want to be? I want to be a rock star. That went down ever so well. <laughs> Not, you know, so I, I really, really get that. But it was a kind of, here's the thing, and I don't know if you would, you would agree with this or not. I think that Part of the challenge is that the people who are giving you the advice, the people who are resisting the change that you want to be and make in your life are doing it all from a conscious level. They're actually looking at things on a logical level and figuring it out. That's the best course of action. Whereas often these life decisions, the big ones like that, they're innate. They come from somewhere deeper than that. It's not a logical decision. It's more somewhere you're guided to go because of who you are on the inside. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. I think I said that in one of the chapters in Escape the System. You, a lot of people make their decisions based on what makes sense. Mm. You know, this appears to make sense. Whereas mm. if you are to create the life of your dreams, then you, you don't make decisions on what, make, what makes sense. You make decisions on what feels right. So that's, I think that's the... The distinction yeah. and it's such a it's such a shame i think almost everybody has a story like yours and mine who wants to do something different you, you just you, it, sometimes i just it astounds me that there aren't some open-minded parents out there mm. you know that why would they want their children to be miserable now they would say well we want our children to be safe that's what we want we want them to to be secure etc that's why we're saying this but you know, what is a life of security worth, really? Yes, it's better than starvation or it's better than uh, um, not being able to put a roof over your head. But beyond that, what, you know, what's the, 
what is the ultimate aim of a secure a secure and comfortable life I, just to reproduce so that you have kids who do exactly the same as you i i can't yeah it blows my mind that any that parents are so uh, scared about what their children about if their child suggests that they're going to follow something different from uh, the uh, the normal avenues that are presented to them if i have children i i I definitely won't be like that. I will be the whole way. I'll be saying, I'll be trying to get them to think before they've even left school, mm. what is it you want to do with your life? You good, know, what, yeah, start, start to explore it, start to um, dabble in it a little bit now because uh, that'll give you such a head start. Yeah, because what you were talking to as well, I mean, the, the kind of undertone, if you want, of all of that is the fact that security and regular money uh, equates to happiness that ain't the case that isn't the case there are plenty of billionaires spread across the planet who are miserable so surely as a parent I mean that the way I've always felt is that I try not to judge as a parent all I want from for my children my grandchildren I've got seven of them now is that they're happy and I won't judge that happiness as long as their happiness doesn't come at the deliberate expense of somebody else's happiness mm. Everybody's got a right to be happy, whatever that means for them. And um, yeah, and, and when it comes to judging and it comes comes to saying, you know, having conversations about playing it safe or doing it uh, in a secure way so that we've, we've got, sec says who by whose rules? Yeah. <laughs> whose rules are we playing by? I don't know. And I'm, you know, better part of the way towards 60 years old. I haven't figured that out yet. Best you play by your own then. <laughs> yeah you know so i was really fascinated to talk to you though because when when um i came across you actually because of, of, of somebody i know a friend and um I, I checked into the book and everything and i thought oh i'm really i like this guy and i like what he's talking about and i resonated on so many levels because there are so many I mean, I, I, it's a little bit overused now, unfortunately. Everybody says, oh, step into your greatness. But that's truly how I feel. Everybody has greatness in them. If they would just take their own self-imposed low ceiling of expectation off and just imagine for a moment that they can be, do and have anything they want in life, then there's a very good chance they will. Mm. But again, coming back to what how you, you, um, you term it the system, escape the system the problem is that that is so deeply ingrained in most people that they really can't see a way out um and i love the way you kind of you know you keep kind of bouncing off certain i mean you mentioned the matrix at one point you 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 mentioned fight club and there's so many good examples in these things um and i love by the way i do love the way you do that rather than than kind of talking at people and say, hey, you know, here's lesson one, here's lesson two, don't do this, do this. What, you, what you've done is you've actually kind of colored it beautifully by, um, by bringing up films that kind of everybody knows and can relate to and they go, I get that now, I yeah. get that now. Um, was, that, was that just something that kind of came from somewhere without thinking about it or did you think that was just a good idea that you would do? Yeah, quite early on, I, I think I realized that films will play a big role in the book. And especially those two films. I mean, those two films, Fight Club and Matrix, are probably the inspiration for the for the book. At that stage in my life where 
I was at university and the few years after, I, as I mentioned, I didn't have any friends, so I was very isolated. My only thing I had was going to the cinema, usually by myself, to watch these films. And these films at around that time, there were some really mind-blowing films. And or actually, I actually go so far as to say life-changing. The Matrix was life-changing for me. Fight Club was uh, life-changing for me. I remember walking out of the cinema having watched The Matrix and thinking, oh my God, that's, that is real. All of the, not, not real in the sense that we're plugged into computers, but real in the sense that the, the reality we get told about is completely false, or it doesn't have to be that way. The way that we get told the world is, it, it doesn't have to be that way at all. It's, it's false to think that that is the only way uh, the world can be and work. So I just, my mind was completely blown. And then Fight Club, I came out of that feeling like all of my problems I had, because I was going through a lot of different uh, sort of issues and hang-ups and uh, psychosomatic conditions I had while at university, I, they'd all gone after I'd watched Fight Club. I was so, my mind was so stimulated and so sort of open to a new world and a way of being because Tyler Durden presents a whole new way of living in the world that I was just, uh, again, my, my life had been changed somewhat to a degree. I don't mean to say that my life was better from there on in having watched those two films, but it certainly, I guess, changed my perspective probably or showed me that introduced me to ideas that I wasn't aware of before so I knew pretty early on when I started writing the books that I wanted to reference films because I think they they're such for me they were such powerful powerful examples and a few of my readers have also said that, that the book benefits from from that definitely does yeah it's a completely different approach from what you normally get and I think that's what I found refreshing uh, from it but it's the underlying message as well is is one that i've i feel really really strongly that i wish more people knew as well that rather than going through life comparing yourself to some kind of ideal that's been held up in front of you of how you should really be why can't you just go through life celebrating who you are and, and finding joy in that and just be the best version of you because the thing is, it's this, this kind of comparison thing that we all do all, all the time. The weird thing is when we compare, uh, compare ourselves to other people, we never do it in a flattering way to ourselves, very rarely. We'll always look at people that are on a level that we don't think we're at yet. So we come away actually feeling less than, than, than we really are. It's counterproductive. Rather than just looking at yourself and, and saying, do you know what? I like me. I like me just the way I am. And I, I think a bit of that comes with age as well. But something I learned a long time ago was as you as you go, and I'm sure you, you'll agree with this, as you go through life, you meet people. You know, I, I, I've met you now and we've spoken a few times and you've met me. And now I've got somebody else out there in the world who's got an opinion on me. And so have you. And guess what? I can't control your opinion of me. <laughs> you can't control. You uh, get the drift, right? So <laughs> but you, you know <laughs> what I mean? So you, you go through life um, sort of kind of collecting all these opinions worldwide of, of you, none of which you can control. The only one you can control is the one you have of yourself. So if you can live with you, 
that's a great place to start. It really is. That's a place of strength, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, yes, I agree. Um, sometimes, but if you don't follow your what you feel is your path, then it, it does get quite difficult to, to live with yourself. Mm -hmm. And then when your path is very different to what everybody else's path seems to be, it's very easy to question your path and say, am I doing uh, the right thing? Mm. And then just more on that subject of comparing yourself to other people, you never, you just never know. That's the thing. You, somebody can appear happy on the outside, but, but may not be. I mean, as a hypnotherapist, I get an insight into so many different stories and, and um, things that people are going through that they just wouldn't even maybe tell their close friends that are happening. Mm. So you, it, it's almost pointless to compare yourself to another person because they may on the surface appear happy. They may on the surface appear to be in a great relationship, um, but actually they're not. I think people, are, people aren't even honest with themselves. They just want to portray that everything is going well or I'm in this perfect marriage or relationship. And yeah. a lot of the time it's not the case. So you, you're, your comparison to somebody is, is awfully, often with you know, faulty information. So it makes it even less, it makes it even more pointless to, to even do it because you just, half the time you never know and a person isn't going to be honest with you. Most people aren't going to be honest with you because most people aren't even honest with themselves. So it's just a, a futile exercise. Absolutely. No, I, I agree with that 100%. I think it's, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of going back a couple of steps to what you were mentioning just now. You know, when you, you're kind of on purpose, you're kind of, um, aligned with who you really are and stuff like that. I think we get to a level where where faith comes into it and you're less likely to be shaken. Like I know that was the case for me when I was in the music business. At that point in my life, it was it, it was who I was. It was everything I thought about. It was it was me inside deep. Way below subconscious, it was more, it was further than that. Because because with the subconscious, of course, you've got a situation where your subconscious mind needs to go out and find external proof okay it needs that to build beliefs whereas when you go deeper than that when you go to kind of that super conscious level you're talking about faith which comes from a level really more of spirit I mean we're digging a bit, bit deep now but a level of spirit rather than where you don't need other people's you know sort of pats on the back and all that sort of stuff you don't need evidence from people that it's going to work you just kind of have a knowing and and i think for most people i mean when you can get to there on any level with anything you're doing it's incredible but you'll never get there unless you're truly aligned with who you are on that level and what you're doing in the external world um you, you know my, my dad said to me years and years ago bless his cottons actually um he says things very sim simply but they're, they're very profound and he just said um 99 of the people in this world spend the entirety of their lives and they've, they've all got genius they spend the entirety of their lives doing things that don't make them happy and if you can be amongst the one percent that can be doing everything something day by day that makes you really happy and lights you up and fills you with joy then there is no more success than that 
Well, you had a you had an enlightened uh, dad then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, dad, dad was, was the one that got me on the road with Jim Rohn tapes, and was was he against you uh, following your musical dreams? No, he, he kind of dad. <laughs> Not against it. No, not against it. He was kind of more, though, because uh, Dad comes from a generation. I'm a baby boomer. He comes from a generation before. So it's very much kind of, you need to have a trade. You need to do this. You know, keep your feet on the floor. You've got a family. Blah, blah, blah. It's, it, it's that kind of thing. But I was very, very lucky with, with both my parents. They were very young in their ways. And, you know, spiritual people, really. Spiritual mm. people. And uh, even to this day, I've lost my mum a couple of years ago, bless her, but um, even to this day, Dad lives in Australia, and we have some of the best talks ever. It's, 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 it's just brilliant, because it's lovely to speak to somebody who really gets it. Yeah. Who really get it, you know. So, um, yeah, did you, what, what about with your parents? Did you, did you have any of that sort of support or... I mean, no, my parents have been very supportive, very yeah. supportive. Um, but I think the, the, the distinction is they, the, the story, the conversation your dad had with you about the 99 physical would never happen with my dad. Oh, right, really, right. That's not ever going to happen. Um, yeah, they just don't understand it. They were both lawyers and they don't understand either why I'm not a lawyer or I'm not doing something similar-ish. Yeah. To that so they, they they don't get it whatsoever but beyond that they are they are very supportive so it's not yeah. like I, I have good relationships with them so yeah it's not um it's not like i've cut myself off from my family which is yeah would, would be terrible but uh sometimes yeah sometimes i do wish god i wish i had someone who just understood just understood why i do the things i do why i walk the path i i do but um I ended up having to be my own mentor, essentially. Hmm. So maybe it takes longer, but maybe you makes you stronger as a as a result of that. Definitely, yeah, I, I definitely would agree with that. I mean, I'm I could go on for hours and hours here, but I'm I'm, I'm aware of the time situation. And what I wanted to do as well was really make this conversation, if we could, valuable for anybody who's watching in or listening in. Um, and I wanted to ask you right now, especially with the current stuff going on with the worldwide pandemic and everything else, if somebody's out there right now and they're, they're kind of, and I mean, listen, we were talking about security, long-term security, no such thing right now anyway. There's never been a better time for somebody to have the courage or find the courage to follow their bliss and, and recreate their life in the way that they really want it to be. It still takes a lot of courage, though. And what I wanted to kind of ask you to speak to a little bit is what what you would encourage somebody to do right now if they've been thinking of doing that, making that step, yeah. what they could do, what kind of support they need to seek out or what decisions they should make. Not a one, two, three, but is there anything that comes to mind where you say, well, you know, this is the this is what you should really do. OK, I would suggest starting by working try to do 20 hours a week on something you are passionate about now initially that may just be research or it may just be speaking to people or learning new things you may not even have a chance to make any kind of money out of it but 20 hours a week adds up to a thousand hours a year a thousand hours a year ten thousand hours over ten years is the 
estimated amount of time it takes you to become an expert in anything. Now, it may not take you 10 years to start getting paid for something you enjoy doing, but it's a good guideline. Now, 20 hours may sound quite a lot, and it, it is, so you've got to become a good time, time manager. So I would say use every free hour that you have to start learning about something, something that inspires you. And from there, you can see if it can start to make you money, and then you can start to make decisions about whether you're going to quit your job, whether you're going to scale back on the amount of hours you do, maybe go part-time, etc., and then begin to, to move in that direction. Or if you feel like you've just had enough, you're completely sick of your job, or you're sick of conventional ways of working and living, then then just go for it, try it, why not? Quit everything and go for it because uh, life should be an adventure ultimately. And you may have a great experience. It may not work out first time. You may have to return to what you did, but you'll definitely return um, stronger, more knowledgeable. And maybe the next time around you give it a go, it's, it's going to work. So I would say either go all in or just dip your toe in depending depending on your uh, ability to handle risk and obviously your financial family situation. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what I'd say. Great advice. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Joe. And beautifully put as well. I'm not even going to elaborate on any of that because it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Before we wrap up, I've really enjoyed it. And thank, thank you so much for this because there's been a lot of value in it. I know there has, and, and I've, there's been a lot of value in it for me. I've really enjoyed the conversation. But before we go, where can folks go to find out more about Joe Barnes and what he's doing? Sure. Uh, go to my website, which is escapethesystemnow.com. You can get a free course there. You can get, well, you can read my blog posts. If you want to go a bit deeper than that, then you've got my books. We've got Escape the System here. You can get that on Amazon and get that in audio version as well now. And then you've got Do the Work You Love, which again, you can get on Amazon. You can get it in a Kindle version and you can get it in audio version. Uh, finally, if you want to watch some of my videos, then head to Screw the System on YouTube. That's my YouTube channel, not Escape the System, but Screw the System. Screw the system and uh, yeah, you can uh, uh, view some of my content there. Brilliant. Brilliant. Okay, well, great stuff. I've really, really enjoyed it, Joe. Um, I hope you stay safe and I hope we can do this again, maybe in about six months. It'd be lovely to touch base with you again and just see how things are progressing. And uh, I'm sure by then you'll have another book out, won't you? Yeah. We, uh, yes. Well, I'll have another book out in about two weeks. So, yeah, we can talk about that in six months. Oh, finally, Robert, I can't believe I didn't mention it. Yeah. Uh, if you, you want to come, you can come along to something called, I run called Success Club. So that's monthly, it's online meetups now because we can't do it on, in person. But that usually revolves around a brief talk I give, breakout rooms so you can get a chance to meet like-minded people, accountability, goal setting. And then right at the end of it, I do a little bit of group hypnosis, um, which is optional if that's not your thing. So I run those, I'm actually running one of those tomorrow night, but I run those about once every month. But if you go to meetup.com and search Success Club, you should, you should find it. Brilliant. Well, what I'll do is I'll put, put the links below the video as well, and hopefully every, everybody will be able to find their way to everything you've mentioned without too much of an issue. Great. Joe, it's been an absolute pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much for your time today.
It's been a pleasure, Robert. Thanks. Okay. Take care, my friend. Speak soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.